Well, 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 welcome to another episode of the Fearless Parody Podcast Show. You know, parody doesn't come with a manual. It either does parody a child, preteen, or teenager. In fact, parody is very scary. It can cause every parent out there to be fearful, me included. The goal, the purpose of this podcast is to provide you with information and resources that help you overcome family life struggles difficulties and challenges and to be able to parent fearlessly. So every week we provide information and resources to help grow your parental leadership while growing the leadership of your child, preteen, or teenager. In short, we are here to help you and your children become the best versions of yourselves. So get ready and dive right in to today's episode. Well, hello, moms, dads, guardians. Welcome back to the Fearless Parody Podcast. Today, I have as my special guest host, Elaine Kohanowitz. Elaine is the wife and mother of six kids. It seems like I keep bringing y'all guests who have a lot of kids, but that's a good thing because they can give you a lot of perspective. Now, (laughs) over the years, she's ran a play group, was a homeschooling mom for 15 years. She even started a homeschool co-op that grew to 150 people. She has finished four triathlons and has played a lot of Foursquare. Kids <laughs> in public and private school as well. Has been a veteran in feeding a large family. She absolutely hates doing laundry, but loves chocolate and adventures. These days, she helps mom through her podcast, speaking, social media posts, her book, and her courses. So without further ado, here's Elaine. Elaine, thank you for being on my podcast here today. Hey, Stan. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to get to speak to parents today. Let me tell you, you you're bluntly honest. Uh, you know, reading of your bio, I do not like laundry. And you know what? <laughs> I don't like laundry either, but you know, it's a, it's a must do. Right. <laughs> I was just folding some this morning, actually. I'm like, maybe if I do the thing I hate first and get it over with, that might be better. <laughs> oh, maybe I should do that. Cause I got laundry that uh, I just took out here a while ago and I'm going to fold it later on tonight. But, <laughs> late, tell us a little bit more about yourself. You know, we talked about the laundry and, and chocolate and adventures and things like that, but tell us a little bit more about yourself and your family. Yeah. Yeah. So we have six kids. Our youngest now is 10 and our oldest is 22. Ooh. Yeah. So we, we're, we've kind of graduated a few. We've got three at home still and three kind of out the door, at least halfway out the door. <laughs> A mix of boys and girls or all boys, all girls? Four boys and two girls. Okay. That's not a bad mix. That's not a bad mix. Yeah. So they all kind of were in pairs. So we've got two boys at the top, two girls in the middle, and two boys at the bottom. <laughs> so that, that kind of worked out. They all had a buddy. <laughs> well, that's good because I, I know those uh, those little girls probably have ruined your husband. <laughs> well, <laughs> I tell you what, boys and girls are so different and it is a mixed bag. I always say that like they either get you coming or going. Either they're hard toddlers and babies and easy teenagers or the opposite. 
And then that's almost worse because they're easy babies, but then you really get the bull by the horns when they are teenagers. Yeah, that pre-teen teen years. We have a, a daughter and a son. My son is the oldest. My daughter, uh, thank goodness for my wife, she's able to say no more readily than I am because my daughter, she works it. <laughs> she knows that I'm, I'm a... I'm a girl dad and uh, yeah. she, she just works it. But my wife puts her little foot down and go, no. Will you <laughs> <laughs> That's why I say your husband's probably ruined if he's got two girls. Well, I think it's the opposite in our house. He says I'm the pushover and he's the tough one. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to have that balance. You got to have that balance. And speaking about mindset, okay, with, with <laughs> some being a pushover and some not, uh, let, let's, let's talk a little bit about mindset, uh, for you in, in your parenting podcast and working with, uh, moms through all that you do on social media and your courses and everything. Why is mindset so important? Well, I think especially for moms, it's important because we have such an incremental job. Like it's not the kind of job where you, you know, when you've accomplished it, right. It's almost a little bit more like coaching, I would say. And, and you have such a long-term goal, right? Because it's, you know, you want to, you want to what have like kids that don't commit crimes or go to jail and (laughs) hopefully love Jesus. You know, I mean, the, it's a bit ambiguous kind of even what you're going for at times and so I think because of all that, it's important to celebrate the the little things. I heard recently, and I thought this was so cool. It's the little things are the big things. Mm. And that's so, so true as parents. Yeah, definitely as parents. And it's it's true for moms and dads. Like we have to stop and appreciate those little things that we are doing. For example, you know, you made lunch for the kids and you cut everything up small for the little ones. Or this week, actually, I made lunches for my kids and they're old enough to make their own lunch. But, you know, I just wanted to do something special for them. I took the time out to do that. Or, you know, maybe you have taught a little kid how to potty train or maybe you made a dinner that everyone actually liked. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you kind of just have to, you know, appreciate the little things. It could be, you know, you went out and played catch with your kids or I I know a dad that he just loves to take them to school. And, you know, that might seem like a little thing, but it's just that. Yeah. It's just that little bit of time. Um, you know, my husband, he'll go out and play ball with them, shoot baskets. Um, he'll, he'll bring them books that he thinks they might like to read, you know, different things like that. He'll say, Oh guys, come in and watch this video with me, you know, but we don't appreciate that much. We don't appreciate those things very much. We tend to think about what am I not doing enough of? Or try to do things in great, big, huge chunks. And then, you know, try to, try to put everything together, do it one big chunk. And then when you fail, you feel like you failed every day instead of doing those incremental little things every day. You know, you remind me of something whenever I drop my daughter off at school, particularly when she got in her preteens and teens, I always told her, Hey, have a great day. Daddy loves you. Yeah. Every time. 
And so she got older. So, oh, Daddy, I got to I got to get to class. I said, no, no, wait just a moment. Yeah. Have a good day. Mm-hmm. Daddy loves you. Oh, Daddy, come on now. I said, hey, listen, I ain't going to always be around to be able to say that. Yeah. So as I get, I need to say it. Have a good day. Daddy loves you. That's beautiful. Well, and think about how that what an impact that'll be for her later. Mm-hmm. That 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 just small thing. And you're you're right. I mean, half the time you plan something really big. I know we I planned to take the kids to the ocean and it was the very first time that we ever got to go. Like I'd been, you know, a few times in my life, but the kids had never been. And so my husband and I decided that we were going to take them tent camping on the beach in Texas. And what I thought was going to be like this awesome trip. Some of my teenagers decided to hate it before they even got there because <laughs> they didn't want to camp. <laughs> they were wondering why in the world we weren't getting a, it's you know, service. <laughs> exactly. Well, why aren't we getting a swanky, you know, condo on the, on the beach. And then on top of that, we ended up, getting in the shower and I almost ran out naked because there was something big in there and I didn't know what it was, but I knew I wasn't going to shower with it. <laughs> and we finally figured out that it was a crab. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so he was harmless, but uh, I decided that needless to say, I wasn't going to shower with him. He could shower all by himself. <laughs> yeah. You got a whole ocean out there, buddy. <laughs> exactly. We lost the s'mores. Um, that was a disaster. And then the, you know, one of the kids didn't even use the tent. He ended up sleeping outside. You know, it just like we got <laughs> sand and everything. You know, it just didn't go exactly like we had planned. And that just life, right? And especially mm-hmm. with anything that has to do with kids. <laughs> yeah, but but the thing is, even now, you know, I I know who we were, we were talking before. You say your oldest was like twenty two. Uh, they could look back on that and laugh. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, okay. Yeah, that that was funny. Bring a smile to everybody's face. It was it probably wasn't that funny at that time, but it brings right. back to every face, everybody's face. You know, I just celebrated a birthday, and somebody sent me a picture of me about thirty years ago in police uniform and everything, and uh, mm. all my kids were just commenting about this, that, and the other, about those days. And it, it, oh, it was, yeah. you know, it, it was, it was fun. You mm-hmm. know, they, they see daddy come home every day as a police officer. And, uh, but, you know, they're, they're just looking back and, and they have memories. And this is what I'm getting from you. Whether it's those little things that you do every day, or even those leaps of faith where you go out and you go camping where they probably would have rather had that swanky condo out on the <laughs> You know, years later, all those are memories because you you took the time, took the time to do the little things, took the time to take that leap of faith and, and go camping on the beach. I and, love that, yeah. I think that's wonderful, Elaine. You know, you 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 did right by your uh, kids, uh, but you know, doesn't that also help us uh, feel more motivated as well as laugh more at the memories? Oh yeah, and I mean, I remember you know 
I, I, I guess another point of that is that you kind of have to think about it like you're saying that like, you know, in 10 or 15 years, what are you going to remember? Probably not the worst thing. You're going to remember the good things, right? Mm-hmm. But in the moment, we don't do that. We tend to just, you know, be kind of miserable about it and just only think of what we're not doing right. But, you know, you got to focus on the good things. I remember uh, one Christmas, I had kind of woke up on the wrong side of the bed and add to that that I had a tweenage boy at that time who thought he would be <laughs> really funny and snarky all the time. He was really into YouTube. And so I think that he was imagining he was like this snarky YouTuber, but kind of like every day. Uh-huh. And so I would say something like, go make your bed. And he would say, uh, sure, mom, whatever. Or I'd say, oh, man, you really need to take a shower before church. Your hair looks greasy. And he would be like, your mom looks greasy. And so, you know, a couple weeks of that and I had kind of had it. And I woke up on Christmas Eve day and he started in. And man, by that evening after the Christmas Eve service, I think we got back, we were probably back for five minutes and I put him in his room because I just couldn't (laughs) handle it anymore. And the eight-year-old who, you know, I was telling you that the kids were kind of in pairs. So the eight and the 12 at that time were our our youngest two sons. And so they're kind of buddies. And so when the eight-year-old realized that I'd put the 12-year-old in his room, he had like a nervous breakdown. I don't know if you've ever seen an emo (laughs) eight-year-old. He had his blanket over his head and he was just wandering around like his dog just died. And he fell face down on the couch, his body totally covered. And I thought for a minute he was going to put on a black hoodie and some eyeliner and start listening to 21 Pilots. He was so (laughs) depressed. And I had the one thing that I had wanted to do was to read the Christmas story because I had. You know, when you have a lot of kids, like of different ages, you kind of start to realize that you're not always, you don't always get to do the same things with the younger kids that you did with the older kids. And there's that kind of parent guilt right there. And one of the things I was like, oh, I I never do this is I would never read aloud to them. And it became like really apparent because I went to Barnes and Noble with my 14 year old, like a couple of days before Christmas. And we were reading some of the funny books there. And one of them was this parody of good night moon. Did you guys ever read good night moon? No, no, no. Okay. So it's like a really famous children's book. And of course I had read it to my older four kids, like a bazillion times. So my 14 year old daughter who's in the top four kids she totally practically knew it by heart. So when we read this parody, we were both just cracking up laughing, right? Because she totally got it. And I went home and I asked my eight-year-old, I said, do you remember the book Goodnight Moon? And he said, no. (laughs) And I was like, ah, you know, what did I do? You know, and I thought, oh, if he doesn't even remember this book, have I even read him the Christmas story? Like I've probably totally failed as a parent. We have to make sure we get this in for Christmas. And I think it just like really dawned on me that, you know, I had all these excuses about why I never read to them. Like, Oh, you know, I was just too busy with the older kids or I was too tired or all these things. 
But like the reality of it is that when my older kids were little, we didn't have like all these screens. Mm, yes. You know? Distractions and everything. But lay rituals like that, those little rituals that you do, they're, they're important. And and uh, kids talk. You'll say, well, you know, we did this, but y'all didn't get to do that. Exactly. Exactly. And so as a parent, that, that makes it even worse, right? Because you're like, oh, I'm really not doing so good. So then what happened was, well, first of all, uh, they have a lot more screens now than they used to. And so that was a big distraction. But the really even more ironic thing was the parody of the book, Goodnight Moon, that we saw was called Goodnight iPad. And in the book, the grandmother takes all the electronic devices from everyone in the family and throws them out the window to their horror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that oh, a lot of a lot of kids, you know, they they would lose their minds uh, if, if that happened. But you know, sometimes you just got to separate from that and uh, have the mindset that you know you you, you just kind of need to spend some time together as family looking at each other, talking to each other without having the distraction of that electronic device there. Exactly. And so, you know, Christmas Eve, I thought, well, at least tonight, you know, we can read the Christmas story. Well, it just kind of all fell apart, <laughs> you know, as, as things do, right? Things just don't always go how you expect them to go. And so I ended up with the 12-year-old in his room and the 8-year-old was face down on the couch having a nervous breakdown. And so here I really had wanted to read to the younger ones and it, you know, just kind of never happened. And, you know, at first I was like feeling even worse because I'm like, oh, I'm just a terrible mom. You know, I, I'm, I'm just making their lives miserable because here I am reading to the older kids again and the younger kids aren't benefiting from it. And then it like dawned on me maybe this is their fault because they're such pains in the butt. Like this really isn't me. <laughs> like I should just be, you know, thinking, wow, what a great mom I am for surviving their childhood. <laughs> <laughs> and then after words, I ended up bringing the 12 year old back in and he started complaining more. Oh, but the, after Christmas, it got better a couple days without screen time, right? No media. And on top of that, he got laryngitis. So that did not hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so that, you know, it's just all to show that you kind of have to change your mindset about things sometimes, you know, laugh a little bit, laugh at yourself, laugh at the situation, you know, don't take yourself too seriously because your kids aren't going to take you that seriously. So you might as well. No, they're not. And we all find ourselves in those types of situations. Hey, Elaine, do me a favor. Tell my moms and dads out there, how can they find you, your book, and your services? Excellent. So I also have a podcast. It's called the Imagine Momcast. So it's with an E, not an I at the beginning. Imagine Momcast. And I also, so I'd love for you to listen there. If you want the book, it's called Mom of Six Dies Laughing. And you can get that on Amazon. You can also go to my website, which is imaginemom.com slash book. Or uh, we've got all kinds of things going on. So that would be the way to get me is to go to the website. 
imaginemom.com. We always have giveaways going on, challenges for moms, freebies. And if you follow me on social media, it's the same name, Imagine Mom. Well, moms and dads, we will have those links in the podcast description. Remember, it's very important. Check out the podcast description or every podcast because we will have helpful links in that podcast description that are there just for you so that we can come alongside of you and help you become the best version of yourself. Well, this ends part one of a two-part interview with Elay. Be back for the second part of my interview with Elay. Until that time, God bless. Well, that concludes another awesome episode. Please, please check out the podcast description where you'll find links to family and parenting resources. And I want to thank you, moms, dads, and guardians, for listening to today's Fearless Parenting Podcast. I truly hope you enjoyed today's show and that it added value to you and your family. And I want to leave you with something that was once said by two-time Nobel Prize recipient Marie Curie, who once said that nothing in life is to be feared. It's only to be understood. Now is the time to understand more so that we may fear less. That is why we have this show, to help you understand more about parenting so that you can fear less. So I want to challenge you, like I always do, to go forth and fearlessly parent. God bless. <laughs>